Tomorrow on Disney Channel. I'm Hallie. Uh, Duncan. Duncan Fletcher. Boy meets girl. Well, I'll pick you up at 7. Where do you live? Boy asks girl out. It's a big white house. You can't miss it. Boy gets a big surprise. Come on, I want you to meet Daddy. Daddy? You mean the president? Disney Channel presents... You will be sure to take care of my little girl. My date with the president's daughter. My date with the president's daughter. Tomorrow at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew, and this is TV Movie Night, your source for television movies in a podcast form. And we talk about them, and we have a great time, and everyone has a good laugh, and everyone enjoys <laughs> themselves, and there's a lot of comedy involved. <laughs> How are you doing, listener? I'm glad to hear it. Usually I'd be joined by one, Mark Gonzalez, but uh, he's on assignment. It's my code word for drinking. But instead, I'm joined by the incredibly talented Chris Zvela. How's it going? Going good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thanks for the intro. No, great to be no here. No problem, Chris. Uh, you uh, you're a big fan of television movies, right? <sighs> oh my god, just all forms of television, all forms of movies. I love them. You yeah. love you love all of them. I love all of them. You love every single movie. Every single wow. movie. That's a lot of movies. To yeah, love. even the bad ones you love. Even the bad ones, because uh, you know you gotta look for the for the good and the bad. Mm. Chris, why don't you give your give a little bit of your background? Like, what are you what are you into? What do you do? Uh, right now, I work at uh, Variety. I do uh, uh, data research, specifically TV research. Oh. So uh, I have a background in comedy. Um, performed stand-up for a while. I'm, I'm not doing it right now, but I could. You mean right now? I'm not doing it right now. That's I can tell you're not doing it right now. <laughs> okay. Boy, oh wow. boy. Just and over we're here. off to a great start. Is this an audience or an oil <laughs> painting? <laughs> <laughs> I have a writing background as well. Okay. Came out here to write. <laughs> it's in everybody. <laughs> write checks. <laughs> Writing checks. That you can't cash. Isn't that a phrase? Yeah. You're writing a check that your mouth can't cash. You're writing... You're, you're writing... You're bouncing checks. Something... Bouncing checks, checks off and, of... Uh, checks and, checks and, and balances. That's it. That's what it is. That's Remember when we used to have those? Balances. Yeah. Yeah. I, Speaking uh, of politics. Oh. I asked, no. I asked you right. ahead of time, please <laughs> do not do your political routine. This isn't the forum for it, all right? No. Chris runs a very popular political <laughs> blog where he gives his hottest takes on the news and views of the day. And I'm not going to even say the name of the blog on this on this podcast because, again, I, I don't support it. But uh, just so you know, you, you guys understand what you're getting into. It's it's called the no, re cut it cut it. It's cut called that. the repub. Mm. Lichens. All right. So here's what we do. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We, well, uh, fine. No, go t talk about it. I'd ask you not to do it, but we drink at a pub. Mm -hmm. We talk about the movie Underworld hmm. and politics. I, oh, yeah. You just, just the first Underworld. There's like seven of them. Just the first one. I, the, we don't really acknowledge yeah, any of the other ones. That's smart. It's like sequels uh, are just cash grabs. Is that true? Yeah. Even Toy Story 2? Toy Story 2. Yeah. What about all the Marvel movies? Is, is it just cash grabs cash after grab, cash grab, cash grab, yeah, cash grab? That sounds that sounds right. Chris, I'm I'm glad you're here to ground us. Yeah. All right. Now uh, you're you're a huge fan. Speaking of Marvel, 
uh, owned by the Disney Corporation. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of Disney, mouse right? House. Oh, yeah. Love the Mouse House. Why yeah. is that? Why do I love the Mouse House? Why do you love Disney? <laughs> I mean, they're a billion-dollar, trillion-dollar conglomerate mm-hmm. just with their tendrils everywhere in, in, in the political, in politics, in the uh. pop culture sphere. They own networks. I don't know that I love like but Disney. But you're like, oh, I love magic. I love, I love magic. The things that they own. Yeah. And oh, the okay. Things that they <laughs> operate. Sure, know? sure. You don't love them, but you know, uh, it's like uh, you know, you like your friend, but maybe you don't like your friend's parents. Mm, you know, not like mm-hmm. a big fan of the parent company. Mm, you know, but you love the things that they own. That I love they the things that they influence. Own. And that yes, right. Smart. I love everything. Uh, well, not everything that they do. I, I love a lot of things that they do. What do you love that the that the Disney company does? Uh, I like Star Wars. You love like Star, Star, Wars. Wars. Star Wars. Now, this is interesting. You are going to the Star Wars celebration. I am. April this summer. 11th, April 15th. April 11th through the 15th. That's right. What is what? Uh, now, this this is this is mind blowing to me. What exactly do you do at the Star Wars celebration? It's in Chicago, correct? That's right. Okay. You listen to panels. You uh, pay $110 to get your picture taken with the man who played Emperor Palpatine. Uh-huh. He you got thrown buy... down that mine shaft, so I'm assuming he's. it's it's just like a propped up casket yeah yeah well i mean it's it's down at the bottom of oh the you have to go shaft. you have to go down that's right okay. yeah. do you uh, uh, is it more to get thrown down or that's it it, it is more um otherwise you got to take the stairs God, that, that's how they get you yeah the extra you know 50 bucks or so which you know you're already paying 110 might as well you're in for a penny 50. in for a pound in yeah. for being thrown down a mine shaft this is all right so that sounds cool so you, are you gonna get your photo taken with emperor Palpatine? Oh, oh god absolutely not oh okay that is, <laughs> Oh, that is God. too much. You're just going to wait for him to go to the bathroom? I'm going to wait handbook. for him to go to the bathroom. I'm going to accost him. And then say, uh, 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 take a picture with me. And then you're going to be like. Yeah, I'm going to say, I don't have the money, but I just. And he says, all right, fine. And then both of you have your penises Will out. You just you're do at the this with your fingers. Yeah. Will you just have your fingers out? I'll, lo- I'll Photoshop just it. menace some, me. I'll just Photoshop it some lightning. And then I'll, I'll if you could just film me and I'm going to just kind of. Like, and he's like, this is the fucking 20th one I've done today, all right? I know I know how to fake electrocute someone, all right? <laughs> Junior, give me the camera. Yeah. He, like, shoots it himself, and it's, like, fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, he's got his own bounce card. It's lit, like, wow. incredibly great. How did you do all this? He's like, this is what I do, when all right? This my is what life. I do. He's like, thanks for being a cheapskate. So he's, he could have made it look a thousand times better, but you didn't pay the $110. Right. All right, so you're going to cheap out on Emperor Palpatine. What else are you going to do? I'm going to probably be one of the first ones to see the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Uh-huh. That'll be exciting. There'll be exclusive memorabilia there. Just, so, so you pay money uh-huh. to go spend money. To go spend more money. On yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I, I'm not actually paying any money. My family is being gracious enough okay. to... Make this a sort of all expenses paid trip. So to to go see to, Star to Wars, go see Star Wars, celebrate it. Oh, okay, all right. Are there multiple like celebrations, or is it just is it like they do one a year, and this time they rolled the dice and it landed in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's ever been done in Chicago. It's not an annual thing necessarily. I think they usually schedule it around the release of a movie. Uh huh. And so, that and that movie would be. That that movie, the the next movie episode, Star Wars episode nine, S- Star Wars, Star Wars episode, episode nine. nine, episode nine. Oh, see, I'm not familiar. 
Yeah. Go go on though. You got to see the eight other. Well, you got to see. Do I five? Oh, God, I mean that's a lot. That's. Can I just watch? Of, like, what's the summary? I don't know. Like, you want you want a summary of uh, Star Wars? Yeah, it's just it's, it's like it's, you know, it's like a. Okay. It's, it's like it's like it's like stars like stars fighting. Yeah. So okay, I got it. A, I got it. I yeah, got, you I get it. it. I got it. Stars it's fighting. It's in space. Look, there's look. Okay. Oh, it's in. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't like space. And then it's I don't on a bunch of other planets. This sounds. This sounds too. All scary. the planets are. You know, there's like a snowy planet. No, no, no. This sounds too. There's like a deserty planet. Too scary. Please stop. Right. Please stop. Well, it sounds like you're gonna have a lot of fun there, though. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna celebrate, mm-hmm. but you're also a big fan of another Disney property. What? What is that? Is this where I say look at look at your card? Look <laughs> at the card in front of you, you okay. fucking idiot! What does it say? What 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 other one do you like? I, I you know I, I was I was reading about you earlier, and I I heard I heard have you heard this? I heard you're a big fan of uh, Winnie the Pooh. That's, that's, that's what I heard. Oh, that one. Yeah, I did a I did a little podcast called Pooh Pals. Pooh Pals. Now this is not a bit. This is not a this bit. Is not this a is bit. a real podcast. Yes, it uh, is. Listener, you can go download it. P double O H pals. P A L S. You and your buddy Ryan Pig. My buddy Ryan Pig. Not, who, again, still not, not a bit. Not a bit. Not His a bit. name is Pig. And yes, there is a character in the Winnie the Pooh universe, or as we say, the Pooniverse, oh. named Piglet. Cut that. Please cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Um, re- remind me to cut that. <laughs> Remind me to cut that from your podcast. No, no, no. You see, this is uh, I know what you're doing. You're saying cut that, but you're gonna leave it in because it's kind of a uh, no. This is all kind of cute. This, no, when, this is all getting when you out. get here. No, this is all getting say, deleted. Remind me, remind me to delete this from this podcast and your podcast. All right, since we're cutting this part, can we get real? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Winnie the Pooh. Uh, <laughs> what is it that, about Winnie the Pooh that you really love? He's uh, he's he's really dumb. He's, he's really a dumb, dumb guy. Yeah. He's a dumb bear. That's what uh, the that's what comedy's all about. Is, yeah, uh, is that's is like a famous thought about comedy is that you're supposed to you feel for the dumb guy mm-hmm. and you can laugh along with them, but also empathize with them. Right. You know, it's hard yeah. to laugh at somebody who's trying to be smart. the The comedy comes from him thinking that he can do anything, but actually he can't, he can't do anything. Well, no, he can do stuff. He can do stuff. He just stuff. does it the completely the wrong, wrong way. way. Yes, right. Like he's like Amelia Bedelia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. She hit the ball. <laughs> she rounded third. They said Amelia go home. She got in her car. She went home. She was yeah. playing baseball. Wait, was it, <laughs> that was a bit in the Sandlot, wasn't it? That was a bit in Amelia Bedelia plays no, but they baseball. probably took it from Amelia Bedelia. That's right. Yes, those thieves in the Sandlot read that book and they said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> He hits it over the fence, and then has we just anybody, do a bunch wait, of. Has anybody read this? That's it. This is this, this is amazing. It's like that. It's like that movie yesterday. Have you heard this? Have you seen this? <laughs> it's a trailer for this movie called Yesterday. No one knows who no, the no, Beatles are. Nobody knows are. who the Beatles are. Imagine living in that universe. So I wonder if there's a universe where nobody knows who Amelia Bedelia is, <laughs> it's, and then it's they just, my universe, just making trillions of dollars. <laughs> do you know who Amelia Bedelia is? I, I know. I've heard the name. It's a series of books uh-huh. about like she's like a nanny, okay, and she takes everything literally, ah, uh, and that's where the mix-ups happen. Now that's funny. <laughs> no, I that's, would like that. That's insane. <laughs> Well, speaking of Disney, we uh, we decided to dip into the Disney vault today on TV movie night. Yeah, dip our toes in. Television movie night. If you're if you're not familiar, uh, oh Chris, yeah, just get to this now. 
Well, just, you know, you, this is we, we said hello. Those were hellos. There's a, a long hello. There's a whole fucking clock to this, Chris. All right. All right. If you if you bother to do the research, there's a hello and then the introduction, yeah. and then you introduce the guest, hey, and then I you talk to, a little bit. I and listen then, to a lot and of episodes. At, at a certain point, usually it's like the ten minute mark. Yeah. All right. Then you say okay, and then you reset the show. And you say this is television movie night. Okay. It's your podcast. We watched a t- made-for-TV movie, a specifically made-for-TV movie yeah. that you and I are going to talk about at yeah. length. And here's where the transition happens, all right? We talked about Disney a minute ago. What? This is a made-for-TV movie made by the it's Disney company. Seamless. Seamless. And you and I are going to talk about it at And length. have we said the title yet? No. Okay. <laughs> no, this is... Again, you haven't. You've never listened to the show. Who, I, I have. I have. Did you break into my house and you just <laughs> sat down and you're like, "No, I've, I've, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the safe huge deposit." Fan. Mark box. Gonzalez is locked in the trunk. That's right. I'm here. I'm here. That's here. I'm here. I'm here to record. No, this time around, we watched a made-for-TV movie that aired during the wonderful world of Disney, the the updated wonderful world of Disney. Mm-hmm. They rebranded it or something. That's right. Entitled My Date with the President's Daughter, which it's an upsetting title in current events. Now, again, I have to remind you, no, po- I don't want any political stuff, all right? Okay. All right? I want, all right. I want this no, to be no political fair, stuff. cut down the middle. But, Chris, you and I are going to talk about... My date with the president's daughter in a little segment that I personally like to call, well, what do you know? What do you know? No, I only only say it. I say it. Well, what do you know? And then there's a cut here. And then I put in music. Right, music. All right, do you want to go again? No, no, fuck it. No, Chris knows everything. He knows the format of the show. Chris, my date with the president's daughter debuted on ABC mm. on April nineteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Chris, how old were you in nineteen ninety-eight? What month? April nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> April nineteenth. Uh, that was nine. a that, that was a Sunday. Before you answer, that was a Sunday. All right. Is that been, I, you? I would have been, been nine. You've been nine. I All right. Been nine. What were you doing at nine years old in nineteen ninety-eight? Nine years old. What grade is that? This is your life. <laughs> Uh, twelve. You were senior in no, high school. No, that's not right. No, I read about you in the paper. You was like you uh, and Dookie Hauser. Golden boy, golden boy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, at nine years old, it's probably third grade. Ugh, nine years old. Well, uh, I didn't have any, any friends at that age, uh, so I was probably just hanging out at home, mm-hmm. watching uh, Arthur. Okay. Maybe Arthur or yeah, Zoom? Yeah, that movie with uh, Dudley Moore. You love that rap, rascally yeah. drunk. I was like, I don't understand what's happening, but... Neither does he. That's the thing. He's a, he's a playboy. It. Yeah. Do, uh, do, you know that, do you know that movie? Every time you don't know a reference that I make, please raise your hand, all right? Okay. Okay. So if I say Arthur with, uh, by Dudley Moore, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Uh. Okay, he raised his hand. Okay, so... There's a series of movies. There's two of them, actually. Dudley yeah. Moore, who was an actor yeah. in the 70s and 80s. He played like a British drunk named Arthur, who was like a playboy. Oh, they and, remade it. They did remake it with Russell Brand. Russell Brand. That's exactly right. But that's that's Arthur. The I name like of the movie was Russell Arthur. Brand. This is going to be a real treat. 
Chris, my date with the president's yeah. daughter debuted on April 19th, 1998 on ABC. This was directed by Alex Zam. Alex mm-hmm. Zam, who directed uh, the film version of Woody Woodpecker that came Whoa. out like six or seven years ago that I, I don't think, you know, the big the big fans of Woody Woodpecker were clamoring for for years. You know, you'd see him on every street corner just constantly with their sign saying, yeah. we want Woody. Pecked into wood. That's right. And then finally, here it is. This is the real shit for Woody Woodpecker fans. Oh, my God. I had no idea there was a Woody Woodpecker movie. Alex Zam also directed Jingle All the Way ah. 2. Oh. <laughs> Inspector Gadget, two. two. Tooth Fairy, two. two. Beverly C- Hills Chihuahua, two. two. And uh, the Carrot Top Vehicle, Chairman of the Board. All right. I thought there was a three coming. But... No, no. See, I wouldn't do that to you. I'd give you a heads up. <laughs> this was also written by Alex Zam and William Robertson, who appear to be a bit of a writing team, because they also wrote... Inspector Gadget 2, Woody Woodpecker, and Jingle All the Way 2. This movie starred Dabney Coleman. Do you know who Dabney Coleman is? Uh, well, she played the daughter no, in she, this movie. No, she did not. <laughs> Dabney Coleman is a man. Oh, oh, I see. He's the president. Yeah. I'm reading this Wikipedia oh, page wrong. Motherfucker. Dabney Coleman. <laughs> Dabney Coleman. You might actually know Dabney Coleman from the, the uh, television show Recess. Do you remember oh, yeah, this cartoon? Yeah. yeah. He played the principal on Recess. Okay. But Dabney Coleman was also in a uh, sitcom for Fox called Drexel's Class. Nope. Just shaking that. his head. Nine to Five. Are you familiar with this Nine movie? To five. Dolly Nine, Parton. Dolly Parton. Nine to Five. Lily Tomlin. Yeah. He plays the boss. I'm working nine to That's right. Five. Yes. Uh, and uh, he was also in Tootsie. Mm-hmm. This uh, also saw, uh, starred uh, uh, Will Friedle. Will Ferrell? Yes, Will Ferrell. No, the older brother on Boy Meets World. Okay. He's also in Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of voice work nowadays, but most people know him from being the older brother on Boy Meets World. Elizabeth Harnoy? Mm? Mm. She uh, had a consistent uh, role on CSI, and uh, she was also in... There was this early Disney Channel show called Adventures in Wonderland that was crazy. That was like... Week to week, there would be all these crazy adventures she would get into because she was Alice. But, like, the the White Rabbit had, wore, like, rollerblades, and he was always late, so he's rollerblading around. Tweedledee and Tweedledum were, like, two hip-hop dancers. It was nutty. It was nutty. It was, nutty. It, was the, it was the early 90s. Uh, and then this also starred Jay Thomas, who had a recurring role on Murphy Brown. And he was also in the Santa Claus sequels 2 and 3, playing the Easter Bunny. Now... Chris, before we watched this movie, what did you think this movie was going to be about other than a date with the president's daughter? Well, I thought it was going to be a, 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 just a romp, you know? I, I, it's, a, it's going to be about the date, obviously, but that not everything was going to go according to plan. Now, it's interesting to point out that in 1998, I feel like the office of the president, everyone, it's like kind of a different thing than it is now because... Mm-hmm. In 1998, when it came to Bill Clinton, especially in the fallout of the Monica Lewinsky scandal, everyone was just like, oh, man, it's crazy up in the White House. God knows what's going on in there. And at the time, in 1998, like, I feel like everyone saw the office of the president through the lens of, like, late night comedians Mm -hmm. that could just are just doing nothing but these blowjob jokes. And I did not have sexual Relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky, and blah, 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 blah. But then 
Now here in 2018, 2019 slash 2019, you would listen to stuff like Slate Slow Burn that talked about this in, in great detail. And you're like, oh, oh that whole thing was really Ooh. messed up. Really completely, dark. Uh, surrounding that the, the entire issue with Bill Clinton. Like, it, it, it disturbingly so. Mm-hmm. But in 1998, we could have these jokes. And they make reference to some of these things in this movie as well. I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> His hand is firmly in the air, folks. Well, we'll talk no, about but it. I, I wonder if it's the same thing now. Like, I, I feel like now we view the office of, of the president as it's kind of like either you know, manic place or just like a really dark place where everybody's really unhappy. Nobody likes what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just constantly getting, you know, fired or they're leaving. So it just must be like a completely miserable place. But maybe in, you know, a decade or two decades, there's going to be movies about it, podcasts about it. Well, this we're just... going to find out that it was actually the most put together thing on the planet this movie felt very madcap which i feel Mm -hmm. like people were kind of viewing the white house as being madcap yeah do you see what i'm do you understand does that make sense yeah okay you don't if you don't don't agree with me if you don't agree with me i get it all right right. he gets it ladies and gentlemen we're gonna dive into this film act one we jump right in now Mm -hmm. you're you're a writer yeah in I'm always interested when we talk about these kind of movies about the structure of the movie. This is a lean movie. It is. Tight. It's, it's tight. It's 90 minutes. A lot and a, happens. And a lot of these made-for-TV movies and a lot of these, specifically these like kids made-for-TV movies are built like absolutely by the numbers that you can see the uh, absolute progression of the plot that it dips down at a certain point and at the 45-minute mark you hit this and at the 90-minute mark you hit this and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So from like a in the first two pages kind of uh, aspect, I think this movie sets the tone completely. All right. right. So we open up. There's a girl. There's a young girl sleeping in a bed. All right. Who's this girl? Looks like she's in posh surroundings. Mm -hmm. Well off. She's woken up by an assistant, a maid, who instructs her to get out of bed, get herself together. She's got to get ready. All right. The limo's going to be here in hours, what she's told. We find out that this girl's name is Haley. Hallie. Hallie. Like Hallie's comic. Did you watch the movie? I Andrew? did not. I this is all Wikipedia here. <laughs> what a twist. Hallie, she wakes up and she goes to the window and she says, Oh man, this is another boring day in the life of Hallie Richmond. Only to open up the window and reveal what, Chris? What the freaking White House? Jesus oh. Christ. This is all it's and we get the theme song right then jamming out theme song. But we pull back to reveal. So this is like a page and a half of and we set the stakes already. All right. Here's another day in the life of the president's daughter. Mm-hmm. All right. She's got to get ready. And we get this rock and theme song by the presidents of the United States of America. Chris, why don't you give us a little bit? My day with the president's daughter. Right, stop. That's enough of that. All OK, right. it's, it's kind of like that. It's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit longer than that and more of that. We then move on to the next scene. It's breakfast with the first family. We were introduced to President Richmond, who's played by Dabney Coleman. He's uh, fussing about his speech while the first lady, she's doing some other shit. Who the fuck knows? All right. They don't have time. They don't have time for their daughter who comes downstairs and they're like, we're got to go to this big, big fundraiser. You know, we got to we got to milk these saps for some more votes. Yeah. They got a, you know, politics. Am I right? hundred grand a plate. This guy knows. No, we're not there yet. All okay. right. We're not there yet. <laughs> 
Okay. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> yeah. That's okay, why I know right. it's a hundred grand a play. Okay. All right. Uh, she pretends to fake her own death. Yes. And they're like, you still got to go to the, the dumb. They're opening a daycare. Mm-hmm. That's what they got to go to today. All right. right. And she's like, this, like, we're not buying it. This family stinks. <laughs> Chris, have you ever been dragged along to something that you don't want to go to? Oh, yeah. It's the all worst. All the time. Even as a ki- when you were a kid. Yeah. I didn't want to do anything. I any? just want to be with my friends. You just, wanted, my games. you just wanted to watch Arthur. Now, you told me you Arthur. didn't have any friends. Mm. Which is it? Mm. That's good. Gotcha. That's, that's good listening. Coming back, Kanye. <laughs> My friends, I met my, you know, my mom. Your TV friends. Yeah, my TV friends. Arthur. Arthur. Wi- Wishbone. Wishbone. Uh, Miss Frizzle. That's right, yeah. Yeah. The bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the anthropomorphic bus. <laughs> On the way to the speech, Hallie decides that she wants to go to her, her school's big final dance, but uh, they've got some fundraiser to go to on Friday. This is the fundraiser that you were uh, alluding to. Mm-hmm. It's an election year, she's told by an assistant, and the family needs to be out there in full force. Mm-hmm. Hallie mentions, well, I've never been on a date. Everyone else in my class has. I'm just some weirdo, all right? Look at me. Weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> That's how she pronounced it. <laughs> like, I'm a weirdo. Well, on, And the, on, her dad's uh, like... It's weirdo. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Weirdo. I'm weirdo. <laughs> and he's like, are you, are you, never mind. And never, you're I just, my dad. Yeah. I'm your da- hotter. Uh, I, is this, so at some point they're on the way out, I think maybe to the front fundraiser and she kind of gives the secret service guys shit about their wardrobe. Do you remember this? Yes. She yeah. says, uh, expand your wardrobe. Yeah. She says, well, you're wearing, wearing, the same, wearing the same suit again. Wearing huh? the same suit again, huh? She's, she's kind of being wow. a, being a B I T C H. I don't mean to say that. Yeah. Right. I but mean, especially now. Especially I mean, especially now, now in these very but, high political uh, you're climate. Gonna, you're going to give the, the guys who are protecting, protecting your dad's her life. life, her life, her life as well. Instead, no. See, that's what happens. All does right. It, does it matter what they look it's like? It's like when it's taking like a it's like when you? you know when you t- when you go on a date with someone, you're not supposed to go on a date with someone who yells at a waiter. You know, you don't want to go on a date with someone that yells at their security Check, detail. <laughs> Just waiting to roll that one out. Check. No, no check, please, because I don't I don't want the waiter to get yelled at again. Just I'll I will Apple Pay from here. All right. Just bring the scanner over. I don't care how much it is. No, it's only 12% tip, though. Don't ask for any more. At the speech, the president bangs on about families. Meanwhile, the (laughs) vice president's son, Reed, tries to hit on Hallie, uh, inviting her to something called Club Alien. She promptly tells him to fuck off. She steps on his foot, Mm. right? Yeah, because he touches her shoulder for a little too long. A little too long. When the president starts working the crowd, Hallie sneaks off to the local mall. Now, Chris... You 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 loved going to the mall. All I the time, loved right? the mall. How much did you love going to the mall? What was your favorite store in the mall? Uh, I like Spencer Gifts because there was a bunch of fun stuff. in Yeah, I go buy like a vape pen and a dildo in That's there. Right. Yeah. yeah at <laughs> nine years old. Black loved it. <laughs> black light poster. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, uh, yeah, give me, um, <laughs> give me the dildo, and I'm gonna take. The whoopee cushion as well. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just yeah, wrap them up, wrap them up. This yeah. is to go. I'm gonna put one inside the other. See what happens, you know? Yeah. Freak some people out at school. <laughs> I'm going to sit on one of them. I'm not going to tell uh, which one. That's up to you. It's up to you to decide. <laughs> at the mall, 
We uh, are introduced to some local teen guys talking about hot music at the local oh. Coconuts or oh, Sam it. Goody or Media Play or FYE. What, yeah, what whatever the hell. What it was. What, these like early mid 90s record stores that were in every mall that you're like, yes, I will pay $19 for the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Right in the bin. <laughs> His buddies, uh, so Duncan arrives. This is uh, this is uh, older brother on on Boy Meets World. This is our main guy. This is our main character, Duncan. Duncan's here now. Duncan, Duncan's like us, you know. He's a bit of a nerd. Mm-hmm. He loves magic. Loves magic. He plays a magic trick in he's front playing of his friends. Tons of magic tricks. He does you that know? ring trick. Yeah, he's got you trap rings. one ring in, inside the other. And uh, you know, he this is our everyman. All right, mm-hmm. he comes in. And uh, his friends start uh, giving him a little bit of shit about the fact that he loves magic. You know, they say, you're too old to love magic. I say, never too never old. Too old never all right? too old. Magic is timeless. Mm. And he does some great magic later in the movie, which we will get to. Just don't don't spoil it, I'm all right? Foresh- I'm just, th- yeah, this is all foreshadowing. Now, there are some bits to this that I'm like, I wish that we had gone further in it. But I we're setting up the pieces here, all right? Mm. So... We see we see the president's daughter. She's uh, she's a bit she's she's vocal. She's a bit bossy. Yeah. She's a bit naive, mm-hmm. but she knows what she wants. Right. And then we're introduced to Duncan. Duncan's a bit of a nerd. He's a bit more a uh, goofy. He's goofy. He's but he's sensible. Uh, he uh, bumps into the local bully. Oh, knocks him right on the ground. Steve. We know he's a bully because he's wearing a leather jacket. Leather jacket. And he also does one of those psych backhands. Yeah. He threatens to hit a guy. He's like, ah, (laughs) Ah, just kidding. He he flunked out of school, but, uh, you know, he's the bully of the town, all right? So they're like, I'm not getting involved in that guy. The guys then give Duncan some shit. They bet him $50, 50 goddamn dollars. 50 whole dollars. $50 in 1990s high school. You might have as well said, I bet you... All of the money in the world, all right? I don't even think I have $50 right now, but these guys throwing around I have big your money. wallet, oh, so I know that okay, you don't I have do not have it. It's literally just a yogurt land. I mean, I have $50 now. But oh, oh, good, good. Hold you on no longer have $50. They bet Duncan $50 that he will not be able to get a date for the big dance tonight. And, right. th- and this is She's All That, right? Yeah, they're doing a She's All That. Yeah. Yeah, but... It, this is, but was was she was she the president's daughter and she was all that? No, she wasn't the president's daughter. Well, Duncan takes the challenge head on because you know he's game. He can find some poor yeah. meth head somewhere. He says, "I'll ask the next woman I see to the dance." It's an old woman, old, old woman. woman. He's like, uh, "Next, next one, <laughs> next one, next <laughs> one." It's a, it's a it's little a girl, little girl. He's like, "Not, not a, a pedophile, next one, next one." Uh, punk like girl, punk rocker with a mohawk. And he said, "No, next no, one." Not my type. No, so he's walking along in the mall, going up the stairs. He looks over to his right. Escalator. He sees Hallie trying on hats. All right, you, you're, Ooh, Chris, boy. you're married. You're <laughs> Ooh, married, right? Yeah. Yep. Do you know how much ladies oh, love my. their hats? And you know how much I love watching ladies trying on Lay- hats. They, the hats go all the way up. All, all right. The way. <laughs> So, uh, so he runs the wrong way. That's right. He's down the he's, he's enamored. He runs the wrong way back to Hallie, and then uh, the two of them get into a little bit of a flirty, flirty action. All right, you know, she's like, will hey, I'm, they I'm looking way. for some hat. You know, I'm looking. Uh, do you work here? I need some, like, She's like, I need some hat tips. Some hat tips. I love hat tips. What's your biggest hat tip? 
My biggest hat, hat tip, tip of the week from Chris. Chris's number one hat tip of the week. Wear one that fits. Boom. This has been Chris's hat tip of the week. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, that's a good hat tip. Yeah. Wear one that fits. Wear one that fits. See, I've been doing it all wrong. I've been wearing Where it's one. too small, too big. I just I wasn't wearing it on my head. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I just thought, and I was like, I, "Hats are for heads, man." I put it on my knee; falls off all the time. I mean, you know, hat on the knee—that's a—that's a pretty good bit. You can draw a little face on it. Mm, yeah, but then it's like uh, you got to walk with you got to walk, and like at a crouch walk, you got to like do a duck walk the whole time. No, you're just off. you're just in the chair. You got your you prop your leg up. I can't be sitting down the whole time while I'm wearing a hat. That just that's that's ridiculous, Chris. You you want as many people to see exactly. I get it. All right. Well, I guess I'll start wearing a hat that fits my knee. All right. Okay. So the two of them have they flirty flirty talk with each other. It seems like they're kind of vibing. Mm-hmm. So Duncan asks Hallie if she would like to go to this dance with him, while she also spies Secret Service who uh, she slipped away from to come to the mall by herself. They're looking for her. So Duncan's like, "Uh, will you go to the dance with me? And Hallie's like, yeah, you're you're some dumb schlub, but uh, I guess I'll go to a dance with another human that isn't my father. So they're both using each other. They're using each other. That's that's love in the modern day, if you ask me. That's it. She says, my address is 1,600 Pennsylvania oh, Avenue, boy. and she runs off. She says, I live in a big, big white, white house. house. You can't miss oh, it. Oh, boy. Classic gag. Oh, All right. classic. And, of course, we've met the one kid. Who doesn't understand what that means. Who doesn't understand. Even though he lives, he lives, in, he lives in, in, D.C. in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the White House, Hallie asks about going on the date with her, her father, uh, after sneaking out by the Secret Service, after some back and forth between the first uh, the uh, first lady and the president, they agree maybe it's for the best that you go on this date. We can't keep you in the tower forever. You're going to have to be a human being at some point, or you're mm-hmm. just going to be this weird, sheltered, gross person like Reed, like mm-hmm. that scumbag, Ugh. that Ugh. fucking awful like wretch. president's son? Yeah. Ugh. Go to hell. That's what I say. Yikes. So they relent. Meanwhile, Duncan gets ready for his date while his family prepares for a party to but, uh, to butter up his dad's boss for a promotion. Duncan asks to borrow the car, meaning he wants to borrow his dad's red BMW. But his dad says, that's a company car. You're not insured for it. You get the station wagon. He also gives Duncan a credit card to use for emergencies. Now, Chris, when you went out on your big date nights during high school, all right, is this, is, was this the protocol? You're like, hey, pops, uh... Gonna need the ride. Uh, got some chicky babies waiting for me. Uh, no, I think like when I was in middle school, uh-huh. uh, my mom drove me to one of my movie dates, and then she. You were dating in middle school. In middle school. Wow, Casanova over here. Yeah. Uh, didn't last very long. I bet it didn't. Like, what kind of long-term relationships are you fostering? Oh no, in, like, no, sorry. The, the mother-son relationship oh, didn't I last see, long. I see. Okay. Forgive me. Uh, no, I ended up marrying that middle school sweetheart. Oh, yeah. wow. No, the the middle school relationship did not last long. Mm. But my mom drove us to the movie, and she was in the movie theater with us. But she sat in like the front row. Do you feel like when you went to this th- that you this was like especially in like seventh grade? That you were just like, this is something that I have to do because you see it in movies like this where you're like, I got to go on a date because it's one thing if it's like you're a junior in high school. OK, mm-hmm. you're like a little bit more mature, you know, 
the puberty is going bananas for everybody. But in like seventh grade, in like sixth grade, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't yeah. fucking know. I it's like, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna play my Super Nintendo tapes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch Garfield and Friends. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go to the fuck to sleep. Yeah. When I was in fifth grade, we did like a tour of the middle school before we went to sixth grade. Uh huh. And there was a kind of glass display that like showed. Uh, pictures of like all the past dances, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like, "Oh, great! I got to do this now." Yeah. So absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought this was going somewhere. Yeah. I thought, yes, no. this is gonna be me. Yeah. But you went on this date. What movie did you go see? If you don't mind me asking, uh, it, was, it was Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. Frankie Muniz's Frankie Star Muniz. Vehicle. Big Fat Liar. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Billy, also in that. Uh, That's Hillary, another Disney that movie. Hillary Duff was in that, or was she in a different I one? I want to say or she was in Amanda Bynes. May have been in a different one. I don't think that's Hillary Duff. Yeah. Whatever. He gets turned blue in that turned one. Turned blue. Blue Man. They made a sequel to that movie that did not star Frankie Muniz, mm. nor did it stall, star Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Duncan goes to the garage. He's got the keys to the station wagon. All right, I got a question here. Oh, okay. So, all right, all right. Question on the back. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So, I just gotta wonder if you don't want your kid to take your BMW, why do you have the BMW keys on the same key ring as the station wagon? You mean are you trying to tell me that your dad didn't just have a big fat key ring that had every it was like a set of janitor's keys no. on his key ring. <laughs> no. That he would just throw at people, and he's like, because eh, he got a door key. Especially if I'm like, hey, uh, here's a car that I don't want you to take, but here's the key to it. He gave them He gave them the key to both. He had just. They were both on the same key ring. Yeah. Here, I'll let you make here's, the moral here, decision here. Are the car here. Key. Well, you'd think, as a 16-year-old, if my dad was like, all right, you can take the, the, the minivan. Don't take the, the my company car. I would be like, yeah, okay, I'd take the station wagon because honestly, if 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 as a if as a 16-year-old, you're not expecting to to show up in the biggest piece of shit car like cuz he doesn't know anything about her other than that she likes hats. Right. So he doesn't know. Asked her out based solely, solely on, on, that. On, 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 on Chris, do you have another hat tip for us? Yeah, yeah, hat tip number 2. All right, right all Chris's right. second hat tip of the week. Wear one that covers your face. Looks like a visor. This has been Chris's confusing second hat tip of the week. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, that seems more like a mask. Is that like a hat? A face? A face hat is covers, a mask. Cover, no, I just mean like oh, covers, like, covers like, you oh. know, like a baseball cap. Well, you said it covers your face, so I'm imagining that it like tilts down because that's the way I wear mine, like a welder's mask. <laughs> yeah, because that can that a, can be a hat and a mask. Yeah. What if we just start wearing welder's we gotta, masks? We gotta, yeah, I was just. Boy, I was just thinking that. That's a good. Okay, that's. I'm I'm addressing. Do we? Yeah. I'm addressing a note to myself that I'm self that I'm mailing to myself. So now it's copywritten. So do not steal this idea. Everyone else listening. Yeah. Let's let's work on this. Well, yeah. We'll we'll, when the mics are up, we'll we'll talk about it. Okay. So uh, he doesn't know anything about this girl other than she likes the hats and she seems kind of fancy. But he's like, oh, I got to impress her, so I'm going to steal my dad's car, my dad's company car. Which, by the way, has a bumper sticker on it Uh-oh. for the opposite presidential Ooh, candidate. That is gonna... Which seems tacky as hell to put on the company car, but that's just me. So anyway, steals the, it takes the red B&W instead. Arriving at the White House, Duncan shows up and he's like, oh, classic. Classic prank. He thinks it's a prank, all right? It's like in the Blues Brothers when they give yeah. the address to uh, Wrigley Field as their home address, all right? It's right. a big prank. 
I go, nice. Couldn't give me like a, you, you know. Like 420 Fake Street yeah. or 6969 yeah. Dumbass Avenue. <laughs> Instead, you got to be like, oh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> but also, he should view it as a thing on himself to know, hey, that's the fucking address of the White House. Well, now he knows what the address of the White I, House I, I, is. Yeah, you least. learned it forever. However, when he gets to the gate, he's surprised that he's allowed into the building. He's also shocked because this is the first time that he learns he's on a date. With, with the, the president's, president's daughter. daughter. Oh, my God. We're only 20 minutes into this thing, oh. and we're off to the races. The president talks with Duncan about tonight in the Oval Office, all right? There's things you can do. There's things you can't do. Yeah. He's, he says, here's a very specific list, okay? Tell me about yourself. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he says, uh, uh, well, um, I'm, a, I'm a big goober. Uh, big uh, I love hats. <laughs> um, uh, I love girls who wear hats. I love, uh, I love all hats. I love... I love girl hats. And he no. says, well, we got your file here. That's you know, right. There's some certain advantages to being the president. Yeah, he gets two two deaths. He gets to kill two people a year, right? <laughs> Doesn't roll over, so don't be around him at near the end of the year. And he's got what six? There's like I think they're alluding to the fact there's like six FBI guys in there or something. There's um no no he so he's in a meeting he's in a, a meeting but he's talking to some cabinet members uh, and then in the Oval Office he talks to Duncan and he explains hey I ran a background check on you you mm. seem like an okay guy but because Hallie ran out on the Secret Service the Secret Service gives them a list of places where they can go because they're easily able to secure yeah. however none of those involve going to the dance so that's Duncan's fifty bucks Oops. riding on the line here okay oh, gotta figure out a way to get her to the dance Hallie also knows this and she says don't worry about it whispers to him we'll talk about it later so they leave but before they leave the president threatens to reinstate the draft to murder <laughs> hundreds of thousands of sons in case Duncan makes a move on Hallie all right he says I'm going to send you to Vietnam. <laughs> I will reopen a war and reinstate the draft to have you murdered in some far-flung country if you lay a hand on my daughter, all right? Have fun, you two crazy kids. And does he, I mean, does he know what Vietnam is? I just assume he doesn't know anything. No, no, he's uh, he's completely illiterate at this point, so <laughs> he knows magic, all right? Yeah. He knows the strong war on magic. <laughs> Driving towards the theater, Duncan fusses with the radio while the Secret Service is in the back. Hallie talks about how lucky Duncan is while Duncan says he's a black belt, black belt. karate. And this makes the uh, Secret Service guys chuckle. They chuckle at it. But now we're setting the stakes. The table's set here, okay? Duncan's obviously full of shit, but Hallie, she, uh, she, she's also full of shit, too, all right? Everyone's mm. full of shit. At the theater, they have to ditch the Secret Service. So what do they do? They pretend to fuck on the floor. That's fucking right? weird. I know, it and is. They're like, they're like, oh, they're just, the Secret Service guys are like, oh, they're, they're like, just, that's they're just, just fucking. That's just kids. So, just yes. Hallie says, don't worry, I got a plan. Pulls Duncan onto the floor. The Secret Service who are watching in the back of the theater are like, just young and discreet, young love, folks. Why? Why <laughs> is love. Why is a dark movie theater one of the approved places they can go anyway? Because I mean, they can secure the exits. They know who's coming and going, uh, I guess. I don't know. Ask the writer, all right? Also, ask, ask the director of Inspector Gadget, too. <laughs> I love how there's like plenty of room in between the seats in this theater that they could just... I mean, it just seemed like there was so much space. I am confused how the Secret Service thinks. It's one thing if you're like, oh, it's a makeout session in the back of the movie theater. <laughs> but like, has anyone actually fallen to the floor in a movie theater to be like... Yes, the passions overtook us so much that we decided to bang right <laughs> ah, there on the floor of this $2 theater. 
you know, do that. We, how many times have you heard that that's that's where people's V cards have been cashed in? All right, mm-hmm. it's just tale as old On as the time. Sticky floor of a movie theater. They're like uh, that was right next to this empty box of snow caps. <laughs> they use the distraction to crawl towards the exit. On the road, they also had so they get into Duncan's car and they jet away. They had to buy some clothes for Hallie, while the Secret Service realized that they've lost president's the daughter, president's daughter <laughs> who was on a date. <laughs> Not my date, all right? Duncan's date, but no. my date with the president's daughter. And then they call the boss, and the boss The is boss mad. has to escalate it, and everyone yells at everyone. The president instructs the Secret Service to find Duncan and Hallie and also bring Duncan's parents to him at the fundraiser that they're attending tonight. At the clothing shop, Hallie tries on some clothes. Chris, did you feel, how much of a throwback was this to see all these 90s fashions, these hot, hot, hot 90s fashions, all right? We're talking... Candies. Yeah. We're talking Claire's. Mm-hmm. We're talking hyper color sweatshirt. I don't know. I I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I I wore like a t shirt and, and sweatpants for most of my childhood. Honestly, the dress that she ended up with, and I don't usually have an opinion on fashion, mm-hmm. but when she came out wearing it, I'm like, that's that's the one. All right. Look, man, like that is that is like center <laughs> Romy and Michelle's high school reunion dress. Okay, that's yeah. that is the that is that's the look. The one. All right. Duncan uses uh, the opportunity while she's trying on clothes to buy Hallie a little plastic oh. ring with a light with a uh, 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 an eye on it, uh-huh. and then when she opens up the curtain, she's like, "Duncan, what do you think?" Whoa. Exactly, uh, and they also play this weird porno riff that makes it like, oh, he got a boner. Like, is that, that's that's the yeah, implication there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, I want to talk about the ring because this whole eye opening, eye closing thing on the ring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I guess that's exactly the type of gift that uh, a girl uh, under constant surveillance. Uh, wants to receive. Well, it's is also it, is another eye watching her. It's also another thing about it's dirtbag teenager is going to give this as a gift to this this girl. He's like, that's right. I got a BMW and I, I got spent all this money. Here's a little plastic yeah. ring. I got gotcha. you. And by the way, this reminds me in high school. I got a girl a ring as a joke. By the way, don't ever like, do that. Don't <laughs> I mean, ever do that. I mean, it's, isn't this funny? I, I got you. It's like we're married. She was, just... she was in my class. I did like a fake proposal. I oh, thought it was very funny. <laughs> she accepted the ring. I bet she did. Maybe 20 minutes later, she gave it back. It affected the rest of our relationship. Oh, no. <laughs> we were never... Uh, we were she never said, as close friends after that. Did you? Did was it like at the end of a performance where you're like, oh, and then when you both walked off, curtain closed, and she like ripped it off, and she's like, we're gonna do better in the next one, okay? Oh, <laughs> Threw it, was, it in a trash it can. Bad. It was bad. Hallie tells Duncan to buy a leather jacket, and he uses his dad's card to purchase it, so that all the stuff that he's bought now is almost eight hundred dollars worth <sighs> of stuff. What's your return policy? There is no return policy on sales items. Oh, uh oh, boy! Outside, <laughs> Hallie sees Steve, the bully, who does a sick motorcycle trick. All right. Sick. Now, Chris, really? I don't know if you know this or not about me, but I love sick motorcycle tricks, okay. and this was a pretty sick one. All right. <laughs> Hallie then gets the keys, and she drives the BMW. At Duncan's house, his dad notices the BMW is gone, and also the Secret Service shows up to take Duncan's family to the fundraiser. Now, Duncan's dad's boss is at this party and finds out that the BMW has been taken by his son. Yeah, but this doesn't really 
the boss stuff falls by the wayside so quickly. Like yeah. well, you put it in there, but then they're like, they pay such a little, yeah. yeah like, it's the same thing with the bumper sticker. Like, Oh, it just, it just leads to like a snide comment later in the movie. We start act two at a red light. Some Hicks say some not nice things to Hallie and she threatens them with Duncan's mad karate skills. Yeah. Obviously, he's full of shit. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big piss baby who pisses his pants. And he's like, oh, piss my pants. I just spent $700 pissing my pants. So they use the opportunity to drive away in their BMW. They run over the Hicks foot, messing up his uh, his boot. But he doesn't notice for like five seconds. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't realize it until he looks down. And then he's like, ouch. Ouch. My boot. To ditch them, they decide to park the car and then head into a nearby club. Club Alien. Hey, whoa, just what a plant, coincidence. Planting the seeds. Planting We're just planting the seeds. Yeah. Back at the fundraiser, protesters protest outside claiming that uh, this fundraiser is basically bribery. Am I right? All right. Mm-hmm. We got to, you know, politics, it's, you know, even though, even in a Disney movie, you know, we're saying the real truths. All right. Yeah. They're bringing the heat in this movie. There's money in politics. We got to get it out. And, and this is even in this, we're, we're saying important things. Duncan's family shows up and his dad is mad about meeting the president. The first family meets with Duncan's family and fills them in and then asks, where might your dumb dirtbag son have taken my beautiful, lovely daughter? Is that something that you might be able to answer for me, sir? He says they were going to they were going to the high school dance. So they go to the high school dance, but they're not there, obviously. Not there. So Secret Service, still, they're still in the wind, all right? At Club Alien, Duncan doubles his bet with his dirtbag friends over the phone. He's like, uh, who you got in sixth? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, parlay that and also double the bet on the me going on a date with the president's daughter. The president's, right? daughter. The president's daughter's coming in. 100 bucks on that, okay? And then uh, I'm going to parlay that also that I'm going to be able to nail the valedictorian. Okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> Put me down. Hallie then decides to dance with Steve, who's at Club Alien. This guy's she, fucking yeah, everywhere. She says, hey, he's a guy on a bike. She's like, I love sick motorcycle tricks too. Yeah. Yeah, hey, let's, why, don't you, why don't we do a wheelie on the dance floor? Let's dance. So they dance while fumbling with his keys on the ground after he drops them. Duncan sees the Hicks. Now, uh oh, all coming together, Club Alien. Oh boy, they he pulls Haley away from Steve and they decide to leave, but they run into Reed, oh. that vice presidential son, who again we're just planting the seeds. This planting is just seeds. this is good tight storytelling. He wasn't all right, just in the beginning, he came back. He came back. Hallie uses Reed. As a, uh, a, a a punching bag, she That's lies, right. says, this is my boyfriend. This is the boyfriend in the car who I said was a black belt. Beat yeah. him up. Yeah. So the Hicks decide to beat up Reed while Hallie and Duncan run away. In the car, Duncan warns Hallie about Steve. He's like, he's a, he's a bad egg. All right. I know a lot of bad eggs. This is a bad egg. All right. You know, how many, how many of these bad eggs did you have in your town, Chris? <laughs> oh my God. So many. I mean, they were mostly bad eggs in our town. Wow. Yeah. Where did you grow up again? <laughs> I grew up in Brookfield, then we moved to Oswego. Uh-huh. Aurora, Illinois. Yeah, yeah just nothing but bad Chicago eggs out suburbs. There. Just bad How many eggs. leather jackets were purchased in, in those towns? Just guys just doing sick motorcycle tricks? Uh, it's just leather like a jackets. leather jacket store right next to the school. God damn. That's that's how they get you, all right? Yeah. They should there should be a law. This is a school uniform. Then they get but they get a flat tire, okay? <laughs> oh mean, boy. <laughs> Gotta stop it when you can. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Duncan has so many. I, I've never seen so many of the like exasperated, like gripping the hair, yes, widening of, of the eyes, of exasperation, outstretching of the takes arms to camera. 
All right. You know, you got to. This is just good acting as well. It's, yeah. it's tight writing. Good acting. Good acting. Back at the fundraiser, we see Reed is all fucked up. And he says that Duncan's gang beat him up. Duncan's dad and the president now sneak out to go find everyone. And they put on some waiter costumes. Uh, okay, this is just classic comedy storytelling. You gotta stack up the the boxes. No, see what they should. They had to. What I wanted them to do is I wanted them to pull the two waiters into a closet <gasps> and beat them up. Beat the shit out of them. And then steal their clothes. All right. <laughs> yeah. It would be, see. They should. There should be a movie where somebody does that, but then everything is soaked in blood. <laughs> Like they shoot the guy, and then they just the have blood a, is still on the, the jack. Uniform. Yes, the uniform is just covered in blood, and they're just like, "Yeah, it's my first day. <laughs> I didn't know. Spilled marinara on myself." <laughs> After fixing the tire, Duncan finds out that Hallie has gone to a local biker bar. He runs into trouble there with the bikers because, again, <sighs> you know, magic just like, and biker bars, just like do not mix. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You know, it's 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 off-putting, but he wins them over by doing some magic tricks for him, mm-hmm. which. This is what I'm talking about. So in the mag- in the in the biker bar, he does a bunch of magic tricks. He does a card trick for him. He does. Uh, he does a. Uh, uh, he's handcuffed. He's, and he gets he's out of the handcuffed, handcuffs. and he escapes from handcuffs. Now, if I were writing this, this would come into play later, right? right. We know that he can get out of handcuffs. Don't you think that this should be a plot point later in the movie? Yeah, that he especially uses- you're you're out uh, uh, with the president's daughter. You'd think at some point he'd you know get arrested or something, uh, and you know, putting her in danger. He also steals the big guy's wallet as well. He's he right. can pickpocket. These are all skills that I feel like he would use to solve his problems because he's he's not a tough guy. He's a nerdy guy, but he can use his brains to overcome these issues. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. None of this matters. <laughs> These do not come back into play. Outside, uh, Hallie's impressed. She loves magic, and she says, that's great. I, I didn't know you could do that. That's incredibly impressive. But outside, they find out that the car, Duncan's car, has been stolen by oh, two tweakers. God, and another... <laughs> Basically, Honey Bunny and uh, the other guy from Pulp Fiction have stolen <laughs> Duncan's car yep. and are, are driving away. And they're asking everybody to put their wallets in the garbage bag. Yeah, that's right. He says, look in, look in there. Yeah, what's, it's, in, it's, what's in the briefcase? It's the wallet that says fat, bad, fat biker. <laughs> he didn't give him his, his wallet back. Hallie tells Duncan to hold off on telling the police because it'll just end the night. She says, they're already both in deep shit, so why end it now mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, just let the repercussions happen tomorrow. You know, save tonight yeah. and fight the break of dawn. Right. Come tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be gone. They'll be gone, yeah. all right? We all know this, all right? Yeah. Eagle Eye Cherry knew what was happening. There are parts of this movie where I'm like, uh, this. he's, like, his performance is, like, kind of tickling me. Like, he's pretty funny. Duncan agrees to this. Meanwhile, the tweakers who uh, stole the car also rob a convenience store. The president... And Duncan's dad see this red BMW speed past them as they're looking for the kids. They decide to get in the station wagon, go. and then they chase him down. Go, 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 but they blow a red they light. They blow a red light, get pulled over by Washington, D.C.'s finest. Uh, uh, and again, some another person in D.C. who does not know who the president is. Uh, who does nowadays? Am I right? Jeez Louise. Oh, yeah. Who knows what America is? Okay. Uh, where <laughs> this am I? Guy. <sighs> the president thinks he can talk his way out of this, but then we smash cut to find both of them have been put into jail. On the bus, Duncan and Hallie talk about being normal. All right, mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to, you know, yeah. it's it's 
they're starting to realize that they're not too different from each other because yeah. Duncan thinks, oh, you live in this ivory tower. You don't know what it's like to, to, to be right. normal. Normal's being boring. And Hallie yeah. says, I would love to be boring. I'd love to be I, boring. I Everything's planned out I, for me. I'm too busy. Too I'm busy. too busy to be bored. They spy the fundraiser that the president's having, and Hallie wants to go take a look at it from the prospector, from the uh, protester's perspective. They crash a TV interview with a protester. This is one of two African-American characters that are in this movie. <laughs> Uh, there's a protester who's giving a speech, uh, giving a, an interview to camera yep. to a, a news reporter who basically says this president is inc- intensely corrupt. It's ridiculous what uh, what this man is allowed to get away with. He should be in jail. I would love to know more about that. I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know like what is because we only see the perspective of this presidency from the lens of the president's daughter. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like a news report that this, this guy like authorized drone strikes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Cambodia. Well, and, see, there's like a great version of this movie, right? Where we do see like the, the dark stuff that the dad does, like kind of like say anything, you know, like mm-hmm. very romantic, like comedy, but also we're like well aware of the crimes that the dad is doing. Yes. And, and then he, he's, he's put on trial, but then a very stirring, speech by the president's daughter and just everything's just wiped away uh no instead she crashes this interview she basically mansplains (laughs) to to this african-american protester why she's wrong this president is great you're full of shit go to hell yeah the secret service then arrive because everyone sees that they're on television all right everyone's like they're right outside so the secret service run after them uh but they hide away on a rooftop showing the incompetence up and down this administration, right? Which they do talk about in the movie that the Duncan's dad is like, are you paying these guys? Yeah, the Secret Service can't find their ass with two hands. The president and Duncan's dad get out of jail and go back to the White House instead of the fundraiser because while they're in jail, okay, they they bond, they bond. with each other, yeah. all right? They, hey, you're, you're a, wait, you're a golfer? I golf? Do you wait, golf? I golf. Oh, hold on. I was the captain of my golf team oh i would love to go golfing we should that that sounds great golfing's great but i'm so busy i can't even i can't even be with my family time there's no time to golf they both can relate to each other all right even the the president and some jerk who's got some dirtbag teenage son (laughs) they it's like they're cut from the same cloth okay who needs a haircut oh god Uh, yeah he's gonna get a haircut when he gets sent to vietnam (laughs) the dad and the president are bonding. They decide to go back to the White House instead of the fundraiser. This is the president's big uh, story turn, okay? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's He was obsessed with the money that he was going to get from this fundraiser and the votes it might it might uh, also spur. But instead, he's 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 dedicating himself to his family tonight, That's right? right? He, he says, says, for the rest of the night, I'm not the, I'm not a president. I'm, someone else can be the president. I'm, I'm just a father. Just a father. Okay? I would prefer if he were both. You know, yeah, imagine be, it's like, you know, you could, they're like, oh, Russia is off the coast of, uh, of like Miami. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I got not tonight. I, not tonight. I got, I got this, <laughs> I got this, uh, dance thing I'm dealing with. <laughs> the police chase down the stolen BMW. Meanwhile, on the roof, Duncan and Hallie get closer as Duncan gives Hallie the ring that he got, the, uh, the, the blinking ring, you know? That's fun. The two of them dance on a rooftop as Duncan admits, some of the lies that he's told tonight. He says, I'm not really a jock type. I don't rock climb. I don't bungee jump. I don't know karate. But, uh, you know. I'm, su- I'm surprised she didn't, like, gather all of that as soon as she <laughs> saw him do just, magic. I think as soon as she saw him when she was trying on hats. Just right away. He's like, I just, I just, I just thought, I, I was like, 
Is he doing a bit? He's he's got, like, learning disabled. I'm not the, quite sure. The sleeves on your shirt are baggy. I don't think you rock line. <laughs> uh and, and she yeah she feigns she but she says i, I kind of figured that out but she, she they should she should have played it completely yeah. straight she should have been like oh my oh trust my is gone God. <laughs> well they they uh they admit and and he's like well i mean she, as, she, as long as we're telling as secrets as, as here as we're telling tales out of school <laughs> all right uh I also asked you on the date because uh, we got to get to this dance because I got a little, I got a little, a little wager. I got a little, a little bit of money on the line. All right, I got this, I got this thing with the valedictorian. Okay, that's after the dance. Okay, what are you talking about? And uh, also, but I just need to get you to the dance because what is this? I said that I could get a date with the president's daughter. What for a hundred goddamn dollars? All right, do you know? Do you know how much $100 is in high school terms? That's like a trillion dollars, okay? <laughs> Needless to say, Hallie's not pleased with She's this. She's not right? happy with this. This is not how you endear yourself to women by by wagering on them. No. Now, in terms of tropes, right, mm. this movie's pretty fat with them. Right. That like, oh, it started because there's a date, and mm. now there's a big fallout because the date comes to, to light, and they have to go their separate ways, and it's a prince and the pauper story that, that they can't relate. And he's from low society and she's from high society. How will they ever get along? There's a lot of this going on. However, you know, it's we're moving along in a clip, okay? It's coming together. We're into act three. Hallie leaves. She says, I'm through with you. Dunzo. We are dunzo. She says, I... Mm-mm-mm. I'm I'm no weirdo, okay? We are donezo. <laughs> and he's like, are you sure you're saying that word correctly? Because I, I, I can't help I, but hear that you're putting the emphasis on the wrong sound, syllable. She's like, it doesn't sound quite right. Donezo. She walks the street and gets picked up by Steve on a sick motorcycle. Okay? Why is Steve always there? He's there because he's a fucking hot catch. Okay, Chris? All right. God, is he just like <laughs> just following this movie and, and waiting for the right opportunity oh, to yeah. just pop Oh, in? yeah. You know guys like this, all right? Oh, just lying God. and wait. Just lying and wait. You know, she's going to dump that. <sighs> that She's going to dump, and then he's going to come in for the rebound, mm-hmm. all right? So she gets on a motorcycle with Steve, despite Duncan's. Uh, objections, but to Steve's credit, he at least has a spare helmet, yeah. which I was kind yeah. of surprised about. That's thoughtful. Duncan decides to steal a page from a phone book and then steal a moped and chase after Steve and Hallie from the second, the only, the, uh, the actually there are three. There are three African American oh. characters in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is now the second African American character in this movie. He steals a moped from a pizza guy. The police, meanwhile, catch the tweakers while Steve brings Hallie to his house, which looks like a shitty frat party. At the Oval Office, the parents think Hallie and Duncan are the tweakers who held up the store, and the president demands them brought to him because the Secret Service shows up and they said we caught the we caught the BMW, and we heard that they also robbed a convenience store. <laughs> now, from the perspective of the audience, we know this scene is completely superfluous because mm. the characters we know the characters are wrong in thinking that that's the people. Right. In my mind, the way to write it is to leave it ambiguous that. The big reveal at the end, and it's like, we got them, and then they, they part ranks, and then it's the dumbass tweakers as opposed to right. the, the real kids. Because do we really, I mean, in order to pull that off, we would have to maybe not know 
that the car was stolen? Or do you think we have like or, one less no, scene with the no, tweakers? No, no, no. I would, it, it would have to be a situation where the kids were like, we got to get, we have to, the, the car is like too hot. Like we have to distance ourselves from the car because we're being chased by somebody. So maybe they give it to like people who they think is a valet. And then they're like, yeah, we'll take good care of it. And then we see them zoom away. And then they're like, we caught them. And maybe like they think that we hear like sirens in the background at the rooftop scene. And they're like, we caught them. We, and then they mention, yeah, then they were in their BMW. They part ways and it's the dirtbag valet people as opposed to these weird tweakers, which this joke just doesn't land. Okay. We, we only really need like two scenes with them. That's it. But we can, we see them constantly. They're like, we shot all of the second unit stuff of these car chase <laughs> things. It's going, every frame of it is going in this movie. <laughs> We gotta fill in those ninety minutes. <laughs> what do we, we we only have so many exasperated looks from Duncan. Okay, we can only pepper them in so many times. At the party, Steve is a little bit too frisky for Hallie's liking. Meanwhile, at the White House, the tweakers are brought in, and it's obvious that they don't have the right people. The tweakers then ask about fucking in the Lincoln bedroom. That's right. So yeah. this was a thing. This was a thing during during the Clinton administration that like people were paying money fundraising wise to stay a night in the Lincoln bedroom. This, this was like a, like a conspiracy theory. Or no, this, this was, was, this was a thing that donors, a thing at, that actually at a happened? certain point during the white house, uh, during the Clinton administration, there was a, a story that he'd gotten out that donors had given so much money at a certain point, they were allowed to stay the night in the Lincoln bedroom. And so the tweaker, that's the joke that they're making here. I see. As they say, Hey, if I give you some money, can I stay in the Lincoln bedroom? That's why they make the joke to the president there. Because, you know, pop culture politics. We're all having fun. It's madcap, <laughs> we'll okay? always get this reference. <sighs> at Steve's place, Steve continues to be forward and Hallie asks to leave. Steve yells at her that he'll take her home when he's good and ready. She <sighs> runs outside. Steve follows her. Meanwhile, Duncan arrives because he's got the page from the phone book. And he knows the address because... This is what 1998 was like, all right? You just open up the phone book, and then I can find you right then and there. Right. Duncan and Steve have a fight. Okay. Now, from a writing, a storytelling perspective, we know that Duncan is a bit of a nebbish guy. He's like, uh, he's sarcastic, and he's quick-witted, but we don't know that he's, like, terribly physical. He doesn't like to climb things. He doesn't, we don't see him, like, running a lot. Meanwhile, Steve is this big brick shithouse of a guy. We also know that Duncan is has uh, he's very fast with his hands and that he can escape handcuffs or something like that. Now, you would think uh, you're, uh, you're, you're saying this would be the perfect scene for this for the magic to pay off for this to pay off that Duncan maybe is like Steve comes at him and he's and he's like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to teach you something. And then. Maybe Duncan handcuffs the two together, and it's like, all right, now we're going to fight. And somehow through, like, he, some razzle-dazzle, he gets the handcuff off of him and then cuffs him to something else, mm -hmm. like a bus or something. Then he gets yeah. dragged for miles and then miles is, is and dead, just dies. Skin is just scraped uh, off. Flayed right off. Instead, <laughs> Duncan gets the shit kicked out of him for, like, two minutes, and he gets thrown into a bunch of trash cans, and then he lands one, <laughs> one like haymaker sucker punch that manages to knock out steve which is such a letdown in terms of like okay you've built up this this character as he's got the quick wit all right mm -hmm. he's not a tough guy but he uses his, his his mental ability 
to get out of these sticky situations. He did it when he first saw Steve. He did it at the the biker bar. He did it at Club Alien. All of these things. And then you cap it off. The big cornerstone. This is the big, huge Act 3 fight. And it's like, yeah, he just fucking punches the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just beats the shit out of him. Beats the shit out of him. It, 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 it would have be... been a great opportunity for like a like a great magic trick. And then he could have said something like, Abracadabra, bitch, bitch, and then kick him right in the dick. Yeah. I don't know. Something funnier. Yeah. If anyone asked, we still, said something still a little physical. I mean, you got to have a little physical contact in there, but you know. Yeah, something like that. But instead, he just throws a punch and knocks him out. And it's no. like, uh, it's lame is what it is. So while he's knocked out, Hallie also uses the opportunity to push his bike into a ditch or something like yeah. that. But also, Hallie and Duncan are only separated for like five minutes before she's totally back on... No, it's, it's probably been like an hour, you but know. Steve has been so forceful and so creep, so much of a creep that she's like anything but that guy. <laughs> and, you know, here he is saving the day by throwing a punch, which is, mm-hmm. you know, this is what men do, yeah. Chris. All right. We, we just solve we it fight. with violence. We got a little fight club after this. At uh, at the very real Lincoln Memorial, all right. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they got this location. Okay, they closed the whole thing down. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, it certainly wasn't just a fake pair of steps in front of a very tacky looking green screen. It edges, was not that. It the was edges not of their that. body are just naturally blurry. I mean, that's just that's what happens that's when you're when you're, it, in when love. you're at sunrise at uh, the Lincoln Memorial. The two of them watch the sunrise and they apologize to each other. They say, well, I, I'm sorry that I used you. I lost this bet anyway, but I'm glad I got to know you. Hallie says, I used you because yeah. I would have gone out with any right. stiff that and came up to if me. If I was Duncan at that point, I'd be like, oh. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> so you got mad at me yesterday for the, okay, got it. He's like, um, so you owe me $100? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you owe, you owe me like my dad $800. Like $800? The two of them have a smooch instead. Yeah. Very romantic, okay? Very Hallie nice. returns to the White House, and she hugs her dad. She apologizes. She says, I, I didn't know. But the president, to his credit, understands, you know? He's now refocused on his family. And even though he's angry, even though they cost the taxpayers $50,000. $50,000. Which, actually, that's not... It's not that I mean, much. It's not, it's not that, that much bad. in terms of... <laughs> if you think about I'm it. Like, if I heard that as a taxpayer, I'm like, well, Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but instead he gives her a hug and he says he understands at the impound lot. Duncan's dad yells at Duncan cause they're getting the BMW out. Mm. But when they're driving home, <laughs> Duncan's dad immediately takes a left turn and he lightens up. He's like, uh, yeah. yeah, I yelled at you back there, but no, now that we're driving the car, I feel a little bit better. No, that would have been a quiet drive. Yes. That would have been would just have been a, a quiet s- stewing. They should have done like Duncan should have gone for the radio and then his dad just Pulls the knob right yeah, off. It would have been a, a callback to earlier in the movie when Duncan is messing with the radio. Yes. And he's he's joking about like, oh, dad must have changed my presets or whatever. No. Instead, no, instead it's, just... it's like an immediate. This felt like a reshoot, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. It felt like the they're like the dad comes off as too mean because he's yelling at he's yelling at Duncan at the impound lot. And he's like, you've you what the fuck? What the fuck, Duncan? <laughs> And then immediately when they're in their car, he's like, I'm hopped up on quaaludes. You know, after this, we should really hang out. That's what he tells him. He says, we should hang we'll out. Hang and out Duncan's more. like, oh, that's great. Then Duncan says, also, uh, you know, snazzy threads. That's cool. <laughs> Duncan's like, oh, I'm glad you like it because, uh, <laughs> you know, I used your card uh, for emergencies. You what? I know. Man. And then steam shot out of his ears. 
No, instead, he he yells at Duncan, doesn't pay attention, runs a stop sign, mm. hits another car. I assume traffic fatality, all right? Yeah. I'm going to assume traffic <laughs> fatality because he blows right through that stop sign. The joke here being is that <laughs> the BMW had been untouched the entire night despite the fact that the, been through all this crazy you stuff. were expecting it to get wrecked earlier but now mm-hmm. duncan's dad who was actually the insured driver so this is actually the best case scenario yeah, it's actually probably like they'll probably be able to repair that pretty easily. yeah some the, the insurance company is going to cover that yeah at school duncan pays up on his bet which again a high schooler walking around with 100 goddamn dollars in like 1998 bullshit okay bullshit. what bank did he rob he couldn't he couldn't come up with uh, like walking around money for this date, but meanwhile here he is paying out a hundred damn dollars in a high school. Well, my question is why she? I was making I made three dollars an hour under yeah. the table in my first job at the yeah. age of fifteen. Okay, <laughs> that's that is that is one hundred percent true. Yeah, I wash dishes, Chris. Meanwhile, you know how long it would take me to make a hundred dollars? The that's, rest of my life. That's a lot of dishes. Said this guy just throwing it around like nobody's business. All right. However, he's fine losing the bet because he got to. He still sticks with the fact that he got a date with the president's daughter in class. The Secret Service arrive and they pull Duncan out. He talks to the president outside, who thanks him for allowing him to focus back on his family. He says, "You taught me something. I should be thanking you. All right, mm-hmm. now focusing on my family. If there's any way I can repay you, just let me know." And Duncan says, "Well, well actually, there is something you can do." We then cut to Duncan's dad's work. Duncan's dad's shithead boss comes busting in, barging in, and he's like, you'll never guess who wants to go golfing with me and then is going to let me fuck in the Lincoln bedroom. (laughs) The fucking president. It's crazy. Anyway, you're promoted. You're promoted, and you got to come fuck me in the Lincoln bedroom. That was the other part of the phone call. Also, president doesn't rule on another day with old Hallie. So Duncan goes back to the White House, and uh, they're going to go on another beautiful date. Him and Hallie, except this time they're surrounded by a squad, a fleet of SUVs with their sirens going, and then also a helicopter in the air. Helicopter. Helicopter. That's a little much. Well, you know, she got away once. She's not going to get away this time, all right? Yeah. And that's my date with the president's president's daughter. Chris, what did you think of this movie? Uh, You know... So I, I think when it comes to like, it, it was a like a fun bad movie, you a know? fun bad movie, like a fun bad movie. You know, there's not to like be confused two, with a bad fun movie. There's there's two types of bad movies. There's like fun okay. bad movies where you're like you know kind of shaking your head, mm-hmm. and you're like you know maybe you're doing something else while you're watching it. You're not really paying much attention. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just like bad movies that just make you sad and angry. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely the former. It was the former. So what were you doing during this one? No, I was. I was. I was <laughs> it made it sound like you. You were no. just. You were like. Yeah, I was like. See, doing a Sudoku. And no, look I was, up every time. I'm minutes, just saying. Like, yeah, one, he's still on that date. One might be able to do other things sure. while this movie's on. Sure, sure. What did you think? I thought it was. I thought it was good. Are yeah. you familiar with, at all with other movies like this and the? Wonderful World of Disney uh, kind of mold or Disney Channel original movies as well. Yeah, I've seen like Alley Cat Strike. Alley Cat Strike. Things like that. There's one called Horse Sense. There's one called 
Another Day with My Presence? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> God. If there's a sequel, I've got to see it. <laughs> I don't believe there. Actually, actually, there's another one with this uh, the the Duncan actor called H.E. Double Hockey Sticks. Oh, boy. Where he plays a devil oh. that joins a hockey team. <laughs> so maybe that'll be for next time. But, oh, uh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was fun. It's it's a topic and like an idea that could lead to some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these car chases and you have all this like running around and oh, you know, through the course of the day, it's like uh, you know, they learn a little bit about each other. It's like adventures in babysitting or it's uh the bounty hunter, you know. They're put together through different circumstances and then they grow to like and eventually love each other. It's a it's a formula that's been done before, especially right. since it's built on a bet and it's all these other tropes are kind of added onto it. But like if you've got all this Disney money behind you, I'd say fuck it. Let's just go yeah. nuts. Make it make it funny, make it weird. Really amp up the weird just and the jokes. Do whatever you want. Like the stuff at the beginning, like where there's all these, you know, where he's walking and he's talking to himself and he's like, the next woman I see. And it's an old woman. He's like, the next woman I see. And it's a young girl. There's a real missed opportunity here for like Like, something really weird. I was expecting a little bit more of that kind of peppered in instead of like nobody gets any jokes. It's just like the entire entire humor of the movie is rested on Will Friedle's shoulders as he does this slow burn through the entire movie. Mm. Like... Uh, Mark and I watched a movie uh, called um, uh, Project Alf, which was a made-for-TV movie about Alf. Right, the alien. <clears throat> right. And so there, that was another, like, group-on-the-run kind of movie. And you've got Alf, who's this, like, pop culture-savvy thing that you can just plant all these jokes in. But, like, beyond that, it was just lame as hell. And, I, I, again, I was just like, if you're going to—if you have the opportunity to do all this weird stuff— you can do police chases. You basically make it the Blues Brothers, but like it's a rom com Blues Brothers Disney Channel movie. Mm. You know? Why don't you just do that? Yeah. Instead, there's all of these weird elements where it's like it's you played it like a little too safe. Family. It's it's two families that learn that they're not too dissimilar from each other. And then the 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 young girl and the young boy they're dating each other. And then there's all these kind of political jokes that don't really land and are completely lost to time at this point apparently. Because <laughs> I wasn't that much older than you at the time, but I I do remember there this air this atmosphere around the Clinton administration that kind of was like this movie where. Anything goes. Everyone's inept. This kind of stuff can happen all the time because who mm. gives a shit? Like, that was always the question is like, what did the Secret Service know when it came to the Clinton administration? Probably nothing because they weren't paying attention or they were paying attention, whatever it was. Okay. Right. Regardless, could a movie like this be made nowadays? Oh, God. I mean, you'd, you'd have to make it like darker. I don't think you can really make like a light movie like this anymore. I also think it helped because the Clintons did have a teenage daughter at the time. Mm-hmm. Chelsea? Yes. And so I, I think they're like, oh, that would be kind of interesting. But also, I don't... I mean, it's it's one thing. It's like, oh, it's the president's daughter. But uh, uh, what if it had been like 
you know, it's she's a princess. She's a visiting princess, and it, mm-hmm. does it does that change it, or can you not do? I guess you can't do kind of the political humor that you can with making it the president's daughter because right. we don't know President Richmond's political affiliation. I'm going to assume the guy's a Republican. That's what yeah, I'm going to assume. Maybe. You know, it's like when the when West Wing was written, it was written as a response to like W that like right. liberals in the country were like, oh, man, if only we could live in the world of the West Wing with this like liberal leaning, left leaning Democratic president that was trying to save the world as opposed to the Republican we had in office. So maybe in 1998, the guy that wrote this is like. Man, I wish we had this Republican president where all he had to deal with was his his daughter skipping out on the Secret Service, <laughs> and then sending drone strikes to yeah. some to a third world country and brutalizing our uh, Cold War enemies. I mean, if this movie was made today, it would be the president going out on a date with his, the president's his daughter. daughter. Okay, how long have you been sitting okay. on that one? Is that no, was just, that I like just, a top line no, I bolded? Just, I like, swear I just roll that in it. when you I can. <laughs> Bring you it get, in, boys. Just I want it Bring multiple it times. <laughs> put it in as many times as you can. Just loop it and put it in at the I've front been, and at the back. I've been pointing at it. Yeah, uh, you, I see you brought up a big placard. Yeah, this whole recording, I've been pointing at it, Andrew. I've been giving little eye contact, like, like hey, I'm gonna back here. I'm gonna, my date with the president's daughter. I've See, been winking at him like, hey, I'm going to bust this out at some point. It's going to be great. You're going to just, you're going to wait for it. <laughs> and I, again, I told you no, no political, no political stuff. Political. So again, all this you're will right, be cut. My bad. My bad. Uh, well, Chris, is there any final thoughts that you have about this film? Did you enjoy it? Like it, like I said, it's, it's a fun movie. I, 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 I would almost watch it again just because I would love to, you know, be able to reference it with a little more clarity. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sure. Just close your eyes and see every scene playback every in your head. Scene. As you sleep, you just hear. My day with I mean, it'll be hard to for, like forget that last shot. The last shot's pretty good. You know, you get the car driving away. You get the four yeah. Secret Service vans pulling up. You know, yeah. the, the helicopter disappearing and, behind the buildings. Yeah, when I think of great cinematic shots, it's like Lawrence of Arabia. The yeah. beachhead scene and Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. the single take scene in Goodfellas, and then oh. uh, the yeah, the driving away scene yeah. in uh, ABC's My Date with the President's Daughter. It's yeah. it's, it's it's all going to go into the Film Academy's museum that's opening up here in a couple months. No, but I just I just think to, just to elaborate a, a little bit on what we were talking about before, I would have just gone like a lot farther with a lot of the jokes, like kind of what we were talking about. There should have yeah. been like. When he was saying, I'm, I'm not going to ask her out. I'm not going to ask her out. There should have been like like 10 more people. That would have been so funny to see him go through. Like <laughs> He's just walk, He walks past the shop. He's like, not her. Not, not her. her. No. That's a ficus plant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her. Not her. Not Wait. Hold on a second. Hold he on. backs up. And then, yeah, I bet we could have punched this up. But, yeah. uh, you know, 90 minutes is 90 minutes. This is like a factory on these things, all right? You got to build it to every nut, every line, every screw in, but this, it's, look, like I said, in it's the a, script. It's a lean movie. That's what I, I liked about it. They were able to pack in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made it really easy to watch. There was, there was never even like, even in, you know, the bad moments, which there were a lot of, like they weren't that hard to sit through because they were just part of like, you know, a really quick scene. And mm-hmm. then it was over and we were on to the next thing. You know, it was like watching a Vine compilation. Oh, that's good. You bring that up. Uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned to some friends that I showed uh, I showed Chris 
and his wife of mine compilation. And I was told I was shouted down by the peanut gallery that they did not want to watch it. And then they, I was the response was, is that they um, they said that you weren't my real friends because <laughs> real friends let others uh, uh, show their vine compilations. OK, I, I was in I was in favor of watching it. Well, uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently not the majority were interested in that. Well, Chris, that's going to do it for this episode of Television Movie Night. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Thanks this for great. Thanks for talking out this movie and, uh, you know, having some goofs and some gaffes. Yeah. If you'd like to listen to past episodes of this podcast, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can follow us on iTunes. Leave a review there. You can follow us on Stitcher which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. And hey, you can also email us if you want to make another suggestion or if you have a lot of things to say about Chris's very divisive political humor. That's TV movie night podcast at gmail.com. That's the email address. More like Democrats, uh, am I right? Think again. Just, Every, anybody, just delete Anybody? It. No, bleep it. Bleep it. I don't even cut it. Bleep Dumb, it. Dumbo, Dumbocrats. <laughs> Chris, we'd love to have you back at some point. Oh, Maybe I'd love we'll to be watch back. a different movie. Maybe watch this one again. We'll yeah, really just really just hone in on this another one. version of this. That's going to do it. Chris, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Uh, if you guys want to check out my Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Chris Board. Uh, you can see me looking bored in exciting situations. Cool. Uh, if you'd like to check out a podcast that I recorded called Poop Pals, which we discussed, uh, mm-hmm. hasn't been updated in uh, about a year and a half. Great. But you can go <laughs> listen to some old episodes. Maybe you say to your friends, hey, isn't this such a great show? I'd love it for it to come back. Subscribe to your Patreon. <laughs> I, don't, I, I will set one up and maybe... You'll uh, check it out, but talk to your friends about it. Maybe we'll get it going again. Um, sure. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Well, I love doing this. This was fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time here on TV Movie Night. Have a good one.